Welcome to the Power Your Life radio show with host and success doc, Joanne White. Author, speaker, certified coach, and energy master, Doc White gets to the heart of what matters most. She features guests and experts to help you consciously create more success, health, and wellness in every area of your life, work, and relationships. They'll share their success stories, wisdom, and know-how to help you shine more light onto your day and into your life. Power your life right now. Here's Joanne White. Hello, everyone, and thanks for tuning in to Power Your Life, and I'm Joanne White. And I hope wherever you are on the globe, you're having a safe day and just wishing you some very beautiful blessings and sending everybody just gratitude, gratitude for life. Speaking of life, many of us believe that they've been They've lived before, and and many people have dreams or experiences of their past lives. And many people don't believe that, but that, but nevertheless, it's fascinating. And we're going to talk about that today because I have a special person who is going to share her incredible story, which really is a past life memoir. And I'm talking about. Clementina Marie Giovanetti, who's a national best-selling author, an acknowledged authority on dream interpretation and spiritual matters, a spiritual maverick, mentor, gifted healer, and TV host of Spiritual Wisdom TV. For nearly 40 years, Clementina Marie has graced the airways nationwide with her extraordinary gift of sight and profound wisdom about all spiritual matters. In her book, Jesus and a Roman Centurion, a Past Life Memoir, the best-selling guide to spiritual interpretations of your dreams, miracles, and prophetic messages from an angel, Clementina details her experiences of enlightenment, her own past life regression, and her numerous gifts of spiritual sight and wisdom. Welcome, Clementina Marie. How are you? Oh, hi, Joanne. I'm wonderful. That's fantastic. So, firstly, I mean, I have this book, and and you know, you and I talked about it. I think it's fantastic. And as I mentioned in the intro, many people don't believe in in past lives. How did you know? when you were experiencing this, and we'll talk about it, that it was even a past life experience and not a dream or or something else? Mm -hmm. Well, as I uh, shared on the back cover of the book, it all started with a mirror reflection. You know, all of us, especially us women, you know, we run into the bathroom first thing in the morning and, you know, do what we have to do to be presentable, you know, go out into the public world. And all of a sudden I noticed like, kind of like a fog, you know, there was some kind of imperfection in my bathroom mirror and I took a towel and I was trying to wipe it off and it wouldn't go away and it kept on growing. Now that's when it got my attention and one day, it took about two to three weeks, all of a sudden it pretty much took 
what would take over like my image in the mirror, like I couldn't see myself anymore. And then this, what I refer to as an antiquity man, appeared. His image was in the mirror instead of mine. Well, having been in the realm of spirituality and being intuitive and, you know, being able to communicate with loved ones who had passed on, I mean, really, as far as young as the age of two or three years old, you know, it kind of took my breath for a moment because now I've got this man embedded in my bathroom mirror that I don't know who he is. I didn't recognize him as a family member or anyone who had passed on. And so I just engaged in conversation. You know, who are you? And all he said was, we need to talk. And then through re- just reflection and meditation, I finally said, oh, my God, I think this is, this is me. I think this is an aspect of a former personality of my soul. And that's when I decided to actually schedule and arrange my own private past life regression session. And there he was. So when – when when that image of you or that image of that man in the mirror was speaking to you did he identify himself did he did did he tell you why he was there he did not and that's the first thing i do even when i have like spirits or ghosts or like i said uh, discarnates people who have died and they show up in my healing room or they show up in my bedroom and if i don't know who they are that's the first thing i'll ask them you know who are you Please identify yourself, and then what is your purpose? And so this way I know, what is your purpose? And then if I could help you, if that's the reason why you're connecting with me, great. He didn't say anything except, we need to talk. Okay. (laughs) Just like a man, I guess, huh? (laughs) Don't want to give out the we need to talk. Okay. Sometimes so when they I don't, went, right? when I scheduled the past life regression, it was I made sure I found somebody that didn't know me and wasn't familiar with my public work at all as a healer or anything like that. And I just said, you know, I, I'm just here just to have a past life regression. You know, I didn't want to tell her anything, and because right. I had never allowed anybody to put me under a past life regression before. So I was very familiar with the process and had many clients who had undertaken that experience also in the past, but I never personally allowed somebody to do that. So it was an interesting experience. You know, it was, she put me through, you know, the normal induction and, you know, very relaxed. I mean, that was really user-friendly, very pleasant experience to relax like that and to go inward. And then, you know, she was like, okay, at the count of, you know, three, you know, Tell me where you're at. And at first, it was just me. Um, and I found myself like in a cave, like in a, in a dungeon-like atmosphere that I knew was part of a big palace. And I knew I was in Rome, and I knew it was in an ancient civilization. And then I saw him. I saw the man in the mirror, and he was in military uh, clothing, and he was strapped to a very, very old, like just handmade kind of primitive chair and he was strapped by his wrist and he was strapped by his ankles and I I mean I recognized him immediately and then I would say within 30 seconds or so I became him it's like I walked into his physical form and then I took on the role of him who I realized was a Roman centurion 
uh, and we were in Rome, and we were in in the palace of Caesar of Augustus. And the I was under uh, an an, inc- uh, an interrogation. My other superiors were just interrogating me because I had done something wrong. I had betrayed the Roman Empire and the and the Roman Emperor. So, how did you feel when you were experiencing you as this as this Roman centurion Jesus and what happened afterwards like after, not necessarily during the past life regression we'll go back to it but did, but afterwards did that being you appear in the mirror again and say okay we had the conversation or was there more about that afterwards or no no my my military assignment uh that i later found out during my you know uh, interrogation was that i had been given the assignment to find jesus and he was barely 2 years old at the time and that was during the time when uh, king herod was also in reign and he was the one that had requested from caesar you know to get rid of this kid because the whole propaganda and rumors at the time was that he was going to become the king of the jews and herod uh, had already been entitled the king of the Jews. So the rumors were like, no, this kid is going to be the king of the Jews. So Herod just said, no, 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 we're not going to have none of that. And when I was sent out to find him, I did find him. And then I talk at great length in the story, in the past life memoir, about the actual transformation that I went through when I became exposed to his consciousness and his energetic frequency, which was just amazing. But after let's, the regression oh, took wait, wait, place... Let's talk about that. Oh, you want to go back? That. Sure. I want to talk about that, the experience mm-hmm. that you had when you were exposed to to that and what you felt like. And and that was all through the past life experience, right? The right. And, and it was great because she recorded it and we captured everything. And so you can imagine as a past life regressionist, I mean, however many past life regressions she does in a day, you just never know, I would think, as a therapist, what you know, what what you're going to basically walk into. And so when she realized the characters, you know, and the stage was set, like, oh my God, you know, this soldier, this Roman centurion, has actually been sent out to find Jesus when he was just a child. And unfortunately, you know, our own history doesn't really document his childhood at all. We really don't know anything about him when he was on the earth as a child. So she was really asking the questions and wanted to, she, for the, she was at the edge of her seat as well. It was like, oh my God, what was he like? What did he look like? What did you experience? And so I was on my horse and of course they didn't, they didn't have last names 2,000 years ago. They just had first names. And they didn't have senses either, so they didn't have addresses. Nothing was documented. So it was pretty much on my own intuitive ability as a Roman centurion that I just had to get on my horse and just kind of go and find this two-year-old boy. And after I don't know how many days, that we didn't know exactly how many days it was, but I was on the the journey for quite some time. And I noticed that I said, I think I found him because I I began to experience a definite disorientation and an extreme change. Now I could use the words. As a Roman centurion 2,000 years ago, Joanne, I didn't have the words, but my change in my frequency. It was as if my consciousness had expanded. You know, I was being exposed to a very different reality. And I followed it. 
I just continued to follow the source of what was making me feel so lightheaded, so disoriented, and this expanded high consciousness. And there he was. He was just on the side of the road all by himself. And the amazing thing was, I mean, I was enormous. I was like 6'4". And I mean, I literally could have just, I didn't need a sword or any type of weapon to kill somebody as a centurion. I could have just crushed the life force out of him with my bare hands. I mean, I was just barbaric in nature. And he never ran from me. He was never frightened or intimidated by me. But on the opposite, I was in complete reverence of him even though I was a Roman centurion. And my assignment was basically to capture him and bring him back, you know, almost like a criminal, uh, to the palace. And I immediately took off my helmet. I immediately took off my sword that I was wearing on my left side of my hip. And I literally knelt down in front of him because I didn't know how else to respond. And I knew, even though I didn't understand it 2,000 years ago, I knew I wasn't in the presence of a normal human being. And I really felt, and I said in the regression, he was not of this world at all. He was in human form, but he was definitely not of this world. And we never spoke. We never humanly said a word to each other. But he allowed me to enter within his soul, his consciousness. We looked into each other's eyes. I looked into his, he looked into mine, and the soul connection occurred, and I was literally catapulted into his consciousness, into his world, into his frequency, and I experienced everything. He shared everything with me, his resonance. It was amazing, as well as the presence of God I felt through him. And the Roman centurion, unbeknownst to me, was literally being dematerialized. It was literally melting away the personality, the human self that I had allowed myself, the role that I had, my soul had cast itself in, was literally dissolving right at the feet of these, this two-year-old child. And I had such a profound soul love for his soul. It was like I didn't know prior to looking into his eyes and experiencing the soul of this child named Jesus that we had the potential that within a human form, as a human being, that in fact we could feel this way. We could be this way, this I am state, that we could enter into that consciousness, that frequency. And there was no pain, and there was no fear, and there was no illusions, like he didn't see people according to skin color and race or political. There was none of that. It was just this oneness and, and nakedness of that everything, of all the human illusions, all of that was gone. Everything was just soul, and everything was just energy, and everything was just white light, and everything was just love. And it, he gave that to me as like, this is your potential. This is what you, know, you I can believe, become. I believe mm -hmm. and I sense, and I also have received guidance and messages about this, and Tina Marie, that, that there are many who are experiencing just what you're describing in terms of that whole soul consciousness, that I am consciousness, 
in this world today. And I believe that that we're moving, that's my belief system, that we're moving more and more into that in spite of what we're seeing and the spite of crazy, Donald Trump, <laughs> the president. Well, interesting, and and not and all that's going on in the world. Yes, and the world so exactly, and it's the contrast. See, it's so great that's just like myself, and 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 I can't speak for you, but I could assume that souls that have been on this journey for a long time. So this occurred, my awakening, my spiritual awakening, and transformation occurred. 2,000 years ago. Now, I was beheaded in that lifetime because I betrayed the Roman government, because I chose not to bring the child back to them. And there was no way that I was going to let anybody cause any harm at all to this soul of what I had been allowed and privileged on a soul level to experience. However, I lost my life a humanistic life in that lifetime. But 2,000 years later, everything that he seeded me with, that he allowed me to experience, I have now allowed it to manifest in a new human form. That same consciousness, that same frequency, that same connection with the light and the divine, I now carry that and embody that every day and now share it with the other souls, right, out in the world. So we are doing right. And, it. you know, it, so there, right. there are many like you who are who are also on that journey. I think I was beheaded many times in, <laughs> in past <laughs> life. And what's fascinating about, and again, what I say to people, because this may offend people from a religious vantage point, my experience in taking people through past life regression, I just think it's important to put that out, is that I say to people, if you don't believe it, it's fine. However, there's, and if you don't, there's some reason why this experience is manifesting to help you heal or to get clarity about something. So it's it can still be very important. And I've worked with people who were on the Titanic, who could, who were at, you know, right. and and somebody who 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 was part of a group to assassinate Hitler. And it's just so fascinating. But again, there, like I said, and there are many people whose belief system doesn't embrace that, and that's okay. But it, but as you experience the healing and the information, Clementina Marie, that you receive from that past life regression, has added to your your essence and your understanding of you. So I think it's important. I want to it's talk so about. Yes, it is so important, Joanne, because what it did, because even as a child, I have, I have to, and I'm really honest in the book, I don't know how much you read in the first part where I talked about my reincarnation again in this lifetime, and I chose a little girl's body and so forth and so forth, and, and you bring up religion, and my parents were Roman Catholics, and they were absolutely convinced and indoctrinated they were going to go to heaven and so forth and so forth, and they really didn't know what to do with me as a child, as a human child, because I came in with such an awakened consciousness and spiritual gifts and abilities from birth that I was basically viewed upon as a possessed child. I I was the devil was working through me. And that's how my earthly parents in this lifetime saw me. And my earthly parents took me to the Roman Catholic priest for exorcism. 
So unfortunately, when, even if somebody is a devotee of some type of man-made organized religion, unfortunately, underlined score bold italic, they're not necessarily have been given the opportunity to to gain or to be exposed to real true, true spiritual truths and understandings. And there was a great deal of lack of spiritual understanding and ignorance that my parents gave permission to be indoctrinated with because they didn't recognize Now, did you ever that. resolve that with your parents at all or, or no? Not until after they crossed over. You okay. know, uh, when when they were in Earthbound, forget it. Oh, God. <laughs> I was the devil to them and doing the work of the devil. But after they crossed over and they actually experienced their transition and then were actually experiencing things that they were somewhat exposed. Like they didn't want to listen to my radio or TV shows. They didn't want to read my books, you know, when I was an adult, when I actually made this into my profession, that they were exposed to some of it. And what they discovered as souls was, oh, my God, how did she know this? This is the truth. This is what actually does happen when someone dies. So I would say our healing actually occurred and the transformation occurred between my earth parents not until they actually passed over. And then through the astral plane, they would make visitations pretty much on a regular basis, either in my healing room or in my bedroom. And, you know, at first I was kind of like, oh, all right. So you had to die, <laughs> finally, you know, your earthbound death in order to figure this out. Now, you know, I was telling you the truth, but also they weren't afraid anymore, you know, right. and, and it was like yeah. almost the control of the organized man-made religions, you know, weren't influencing but, them as much. They were more open, more receptive now to have these conversations with me that they were never able to do, Joanne, when they were still incarnated in their human bodies. And fear can be incredibly limiting oh, yeah. and limiting within the self but in terms of what one is able to see and absorb and and embrace so i think that's so important in your last chapter and i want to i want to go there you're talking about how history has to be rewritten which is a pretty bold <laughs> statement <laughs> so what do you mean by that and 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 how would you rewrite history? Well, I'm I'm working on it on a daily basis, and I think that's really through the process of, of education, spiritual education and enlightenment and understanding. And, and I, that's why somebody gave me that, that title that you read earlier at the introduction, A Spiritual Maverick. I think I am uh, helping people, or maybe not necessarily helping people. Sometimes people are like, oh, I'm, I'm really getting, getting them an opportunity, creating an opportunity for them to, to, to think about it again and not necessarily accept uh, blindly what they've been told from a child, uh, particularly from an organized religion. And, you know, an organized religion, you know, being brought up in, in the Catholic faith, you know, I mean, if you look at the life of Jesus, like there's here they had this incredible, he became an adult. Uh, and, you know, for two and a half, three years, he was able to share such an incredible expanded consciousness and share his gifts of intuitiveness and healing and so forth and so forth. And what did they end up doing? Killing him. They murdered him. 
and because he was a threat to that consciousness of the time. And then what happened to all his apostles, all but one? They were all murdered. They were all put to death. They were all tortured. Why? So to me, it's like, you know, my my last chapter, I, I actually write a letter to Jesus. And I'm like, you know, dear Jesus, you know, I love you. I mean, look what you gave to me. Look, I mean, you touch my, my soul like no one else has ever done on a soul-to-soul level. However, history needs to be rewritten because the outcome is, is that the world needs more souls like Jesus. And this, the world needs Earth, Mother Earth, I think would embrace more souls like myself and you and these other individuals that you were referring to who are in an awakened state and that are having a, a, a profound connection with the light and with the divine and God's love. And the whole paradigm on earth, the whole matrix on the earth would completely flip. And the power, the authority, the control on earth is in the wrong frequency. It's in the wrong consciousness. People like Jesus and the apostles, people like me and you, should not be put to death over and over and over again. It's ridiculous. And in my last chapter, I basically just got it off my chest and going, so help me, God. They're not <laughs> killing me in this lifetime. That's it. I'm back. And this time, our consciousness, the consciousness that I represent, you know, we're going to flip this now. This is how history is going to re- be rewritten. And every time a light worker and a highly evolved consciousness and someone who has attained love and attained oneness and the light, and we are transmis- transmitter of that light, and we come on the planet, and then these lower frequency barbaric consciousness incarnates, destroy us every time? Why? And put us to death every time? No, 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 no. And I think Mother Earth is jumping up and down saying, finally, the drama is going to end. Will you stop killing each other? (laughs) I mean, it just has got to end. I think this is a very pivotal time, and for those of us who believe in past life regression, I think that we've chosen to be in this particular lifetime to make those changes, because I'm determined not to come back. I'm going somewhere else. (laughs) (laughs) And it's understandable, and that's what I've said in in the last chapter. Jesus, how many times do we have to keep on coming back? (laughs) And then we keep on getting persecuted, imprisoned, and put to death by the barbaric lower frequency consciousness who choose the void of all light, who choose hatred, who choose fear, who choose illusions. Who put them in charge anyway on this planet? I mean, that's my question. However, you know, there are many light charge because but, but there are many just, people that are awakened and that are awakening others like yourself, like me, like right. many people that I'm in contact with. So I believe with my heart and soul that, that there's a shift taking place in even in the midst of what looks like sheer chaos and craziness that, and hatred and war and whatever that's going on the planet. Now, you do a lot with dreams. I want to shift a little bit because I want people to, like, calm down. (laughs) Not you and me. (laughs) 
Well, that's good if we get them a little rattled. It's good to kind of like get them to question their patterns and their old frequency or belief systems because they don't really, I find that most of my students really have no clue of what their true potential is. You know, unfortunately, the matrix is like if you've got white teeth, you know, if you've got perky breast, if you use Botox and your muscles don't move, hey, you're right there. You're one of us. You know, you're five star. You're a successful human being. They have no idea what their true spiritual soul potential is that has absolutely nothing to do with the human vehicle or the human machine. So, yeah, I it's good to... You know, wake up because <laughs> they're in a deep sleep, deep spiritual amnesia. They really, really, really have been so brainwashed and indoctrinated and programmed to just think like what this matrix is trying to sell them. And that's the goal. And, of course, the whole thing about the myth of money. So it's it's just like, you know. It's an old paradigm, and because of all the raise, the wakeness of other souls that you mentioned, that's what's causing the chaos. We're not all conforming and obeying anymore, and souls like us, right, have chosen to come back. You know, and when I came back, and when I came back in this lifetime, I could just share this. Not to get off the topic, but I actually came across in my early 30s with a soul incarnated in a human body, and. All of a sudden, he looked at me, and he freaked out, and this was like a soul-to-soul moment, and I know that you can really get this. And I looked at him, and he said, oh, my God, I thought you were dead. (laughs) And I said, and I'm back. And as I looked further into his soul, he was one of the individuals who had put me to death in a former lifetime. And imagine he had that awakened consciousness, and he looked at me, and he said, I thought you were dead. <laughs> and I looked him back and I said, well, are you the, no, you're the only kind that could come back and reincarnate? Is is that what you've been told? <laughs> well, let me tell you, you know, we can come back too. You might take our human life away from us, but we can come back too. And he, and here we are, I, right, here we are stronger than, a, I said, and here we are stronger than ever. You and have stronger some- than ever because we choose to come back in the in the name of love and with great compassion and with great empathy because we know what's going on down here on the planet and how these these souls are just oh my god how they're being so misled and dominated and controlled with the fear and all these other things and the illusions and it's just now i'm going to share something with you that i've never shared on radio so i guess i'm also sharing it with all our listeners okay when i was little i would stand outside look up at the sky and wait I was waiting for them, whomever that them was, to take me back because I didn't believe that I was. And I was young, and I never talked about this with anybody. It was like I was waiting outside, like, okay, where are You were just waiting. You know what I used to do? You talk about dreams in our dream world. We would fly, right? We would be able to fly. We can. Some people would kind of run. They start flying. Some people kind of flap their wings and flying. I would go in my backyard living with my wonderful earthly family uh, that were beating me all the time to try to beat this out of me, whatever this was that made me so different. And I would go in the backyard, look up, see the crafts, see the alien crafts, see the stars, see everything, and go, get me out of here. I changed my mind. Right, exactly. 
Exactly. And, you know, you, <laughs> I, I met somebody in the last few years and explained that story where I was waiting for them to write them to pick me up and, and just, you know, ready to go. And she said, Joanne, I went through the same thing when I was a kid. So there are a few of us who've done that, which is which is amazing, totally amazing. I love it. You have in this book, and I want you to present that to people, a, a vision, a prophetic vision that you had. Could you share that with our listeners? Oh, the future of mankind. Yes, that's so – I want people to hear that. Yeah, and it's 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 – I'm getting closer and closer to the time element of it actually um, uh, manifesting. Um, uh, this happened in 1995 when I was in Blue Ridge, Texas. Uh, my healing work was really, really intense then. I was being used as a catalyst and vehicle of the white light transmissions on a real powerful level on a daily, daily basis. And people from all over the country were coming to see me for all kinds. I mean, they were like their last resort when the doctor said, you know, go ahead and get your burials ready because you're not going to make it. And uh, on a pretty much regular basis, almost every night for a couple months, it was almost as if I was time traveling and I was being shown the future of mankind and on earth. And one of the ones that really stuck out the most and repeated itself, and that's why I shared it in the in the book, is hey. I saw myself in the future, and I was in a very remote area, country, rural, and I was surrounded by basically forestry, the woods, which on a on a soul level I absolutely love. I mean, it's like my human drug. I love being in the woods. And um, rolling hills, and there was this old farmhouse up on the top of the hill. And I remember, and I was, I came down to the very front, like by the country paved road, like to get the mail or something like that. But it was on 20 some 40 acres, and the house was quite a ways from the road. And I remember going to the road and um, looking around and just really being thankful and grateful for, you know, what God had given me. And I was seeing myself of how I looked, and I was trying to kind of see like how old was I as well. I was trying to identify the actual time that I had evolved to into this time travel. And the next thing you know it, something hit. It was something, you know, so hard because it's an external force, so I wasn't able to see it, but I experienced it. But something hit, something changed the earth so dramatically. And the only word that I was able to pull from the dictionary that I felt would maybe help the reader understand what I experienced is reverberation. It was such a powerful, intense reverberation that was occurring to the earth. And immediately the gravity had shifted, and I was no longer able to stand. But my, first, my feet were first like pulled out, like if somebody had pulled my feet from underneath me, and I was up in the air, and then I went face down first. But the, the strange and almost frightening part of my experience was that I was being pushed down into the ground. It was literally like this force, this, the gravity of the earth had changed, and it was now couldn't let me stand anymore, and now I was being pushed down into the ground. And I, I, was, I, I was like, this is it, lights out, right? I'm ready to transition from my body. And I went out. I, I blacked out. And then... Two days later, I was back in my body, the same body again, and 
I, you know, kind of like brushed myself off and was beyond fatigued and felt like I had been beaten up to death and stood and I was able to stand back up. And the first thing, Joanne, that I noticed that I will never, ever, ever forget because it was just such a, oh, my God, moment was the stillness, stillness, complete stillness on the earth. The grid had completely been turned off. And all forms of normal humanistic life no longer exist. Like you didn't hear conditioning anymore. You didn't hear cars anymore. You know, you didn't hear anything anymore. It was this unbelievable, like a broken stillness. And I immediately started wandering down the country road. And my neighbors were about five or ten acres away. And I said, let me go see them, see if they're okay. And also to see, you know, maybe they knew what happened, right? And again, there was nothing, total stillness. I'm walking down the road. I get to their property and I knock on the door. Nobody answers. Not a good sign. And they had like a barn and stuff. I'm walking around the back, nothing. Finally, I go to the back door and they had a sliding glass door. And I opened up their sliding glass door and I walk in and there they were, older adult, senior couple. And they were like sitting down on the recliner and so forth. And both, both of them had transitioned. Both of them had died and their necks had been snapped. So the reverberation had caused their necks to literally snap like that. And it was just, I, I don't know if it was a meteor that hit, if it was a pole shift, if it was, uh, I don't know. But something changes the gravity of the earth. Something changes it. And it was like the world that we know, like you and I know right now and live in the matrix right now is completely dissolved. It no longer exists anymore. And it is my belief that from that I was able to see the future one that I know, I think they were preparing me. By the way, you know, forget about going home. Okay, not only are you not going home, you can get in your backyard and jump up and down all day long and say, get me out of here. But you're also going to go through this transition, and you are going to be a part of the new earth. And I really believe that it's like my seating and everything that I'm doing now is going to even be more needed after that earth transition. For the souls that well, I, have been chosen to stay, I, remain, I, but also how whatever souls are coming. But I also believe that we are going to become, because I've seen them, other visions I've had, this is going to be an intergalactic planet. It's not just going to be it just It already human. is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's going to be intergalactic. You know, there's not yeah, going to be our... Our government yeah. shooting them, you know, their 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 crafts down anymore and stealing and doing all this reverse technology and you know, it, it's like because they were here anyway before us. I mean, we are, <laughs> you know, it's yeah, no, we're all I just totally... one big happy family. So uh, right. it's going to be a very very different Earth. Well, and the good news is that that it's that in terms of this vision that that you had and this this knowing that it's going to be blessed with an en- the energy of love and intercommunication yes. and and people getting along. You know, it's a whole different a whole different it's a vibration. Whole, it's a whole different paradigm. It's basically what I experienced when I looked into the eyes of that child two years old, Jesus. Right. Right. That world that he showed me is the future Earth. It's the new Earth. 
And perhaps this is the only way. I mean, people transition anyway. We know that souls die, the, the human body, and they move on. But, you know, in, in this particular case, free will, free choice is just not going to work for the masses. The masses are not going to accept or integrate what you and I are talking about today. They're just not. There's just a handful of souls that are really resonating to what you and I are talking about today. And although, they may be the and, souls, right, right that are although, going to and this is something that's important, although that, that if there are many people, many beings vibrating at a higher level of energy and one that's love or whatever, that that can be that could begin to shift these other people that you're talking about. So I still have hope that that we can oh, shift. Okay. <laughs> Hold on to that. It's important. My, and Marie, my, we are you know, out when of my time, earthly parents died, Joanne, it was the same thing. After uh, uh, my father wasn't as bad, but when my mother, earthly mother, died, I hadn't been in touch with them in a while, humanly. And you know, my my like brothers had come to me and they said, "Okay, we have your mom," and you know, and, and I'm like, "Hey, hey, hey." She's yours now. You got her. <laughs> you, know, you deal with her. Okay. I had enough, you know, on the earthly plane. That was fine. And and so I kind of like, you know, I, 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 I'm more encouraged by the people that because I went through that with my earthly parents and my immediate family and I got beaten almost I'm to saying death what, because Yeah, of but it, what right? I'm saying is 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 when there's a vibrational shift that it's not like they're it's not like they're mentally making a shift. It's that that shift is happening to them in spite of themselves. And I want to just keep that note. And that's about the only way, I think, for a lot of them. Well, and that's important. And we are out of time. So I want you to tell people how to get a hold of your books. And this isn't just the only book. You also have the other books about the Guide to Spiritual Interpretation of Dreams, Miracles, and Prophetic Messages from an Angel including this Jesus and a Roman Centurion, a Past Life Memoir. How can they find, get a hold of these books, connect with you, etc.? So the best way is just to start with the website, and that's um, spiritualwisdomradio.com. So the www.spiritualwisdomradio.com. Dot com and then of course there's a tab there for books and then they just wait they can look at them get the full titles and then of course they're available on Amazon.com and Barnes and Noble and Kobe and you know you name it they're all there and on the website everything that I do uh, I have a syndicated radio show my private practice everything that I do is all there for them it's like a library so whatever level they're at and what they feel most resonated to you know they can go to spiritualwisdomradio.com Wonderful. So can you leave us with a very quick um, message that has some hope in it? (laughs) Yeah, the message is if, in fact, you uh, incarnated in this lifetime and you found, in fact, that you were different from the masses and that you resonate at a very different frequency and that you, in fact, brought in with you spiritual gifts and abilities – Don't let go of them for no one or anything. Do not compromise yourself in any way, and don't even begin to try or attempt to become a humanoid. Don't try to become 
like the old paradigm, the paradigm that it's time is up. Because you are the future. You are the future. And it's hard yes. to be the future, and it's hard to be the maverick. It's hard to be the pioneer. But hold on to it and try to find other people like yourself and try to create a community, even if it's a long-distance community. But don't in any way compromise or let go of that to try to become successful or fit in or to be liked or anything like that of the old paradigm because the old paradigm is on its way out. Forget about it. <laughs> Thank now, you so much. Our <laughs> time sure. is up. That's it. You know, it's Valentina. Like thank you so much. And our time is up on this radio show. So thanks so much for all your gifts and for sharing. Have a blessed day. Thank you. And remember that you can listen to this show if you've missed any of it, or you can listen to it on Blog Talk Radio, my website. I'm going to give you the short version, doc, D-O-C-W-H-I-T-E dot org. Go there, find some articles for free, up, more guests and more information. And remember, you are powerful. You have the ability to shift, even to shift your vibration and to move forward and to create more love, not only in your life, but in the world. Thanks so much for joining us. And next week... April 25th, I'm having Brent Phillips on the show. So get ready for miracles. And thanks so much for joining us. Have a blessed day. You've been listening to the Power Your Life radio show with host and author, Dr. Joanne White. Listen often and spread the word about the upbeat show to enrich you and grow your life in the direction you desire. Listen again and again and visit DocWhite.org for more information and find out how Dr. Joanne can benefit you. Thank you for sharing your day with us and stay tuned for more exciting guests and events to come. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.